We're out of a recession, but maybe still in a recession? What? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Serenbetz. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. Yes, in this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share with you, our listeners, what matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. And by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of September 7th, 2020. Happy Labor Day, everybody, at least for those in the U.S. And for everyone, happy rentrée back into school and society, sort of. (laughs) Happy Labor Day. Last week, we talked about the apparent divergence between the markets and the economy. And today, we're just going to dig a little bit deeper into the economy itself. Yes. uh, Some of the recent economic data has surprised to the upside in a really big way, and that's great. We've seen a boom in housing, automobiles, even some durable goods and new orders. And with all this good news, it looks like Q3 GDP is on its way to a big rebound, which will say that we're not in a recession anymore. How is that possible? Well, it is possible, but there's a message underneath the surface, as there always is. So let's dig into it. A a recession is, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, who monitors these things, a significant decline in economic activity that spreads across the economy, lasting more than a few months. And uh, we'll talk about a significant decline in economic activity. The second quarter's economic print was really bad, actually the worst we've ever seen. Yeah, the original estimate was down what was supposed to be down 35%. um, And now as this second estimate came in, it shows that US GDP was closer to down 31.7% on an annualized basis. Yeah. So here's the trick about recessions. The economic shutdown we saw in March and April was incredibly severe. It's hard to have lower economic activity than when no one is allowed to do anything. Yeah, that's a good point. And so the economic growth rate is bound to be actually really high in Q3 and maybe in Q4 too, because you're coming from that really low base. But just because the growth rate is high doesn't mean that we're actually doing better. In fact, economic activity as a whole is lower and so far below than what we experienced before COVID hit. Oh man, the joy of base effects and annualization. (laughs) My head's starting to spin. I'm sure our listeners are. Can you spell that out a little bit more? Sure. Well, if you think about it this way, if we started out at a level of 100, just 100 economic units, and then there was a 50% decline, we'd have 50 economic units. And then if you had that same increase, a 50% increase, um, then you'd be back at 75. That's great. That's better than being back at 50, but it's still not 100. It's still not where we used to be. I see. I see a little uh, math to get the day started. So it's highly likely that we're out of a recession now, but that nice looking growth rate won't mean that we're back to normal So we're out of recession, but still in a recession? Yeah, that's a fair way to think about it. Or you could say that the U.S. economy has undoubtedly taken a big step forward, but it's still a few steps back. That makes a ton of sense. Um, But I want to move a tiny bit deeper into this idea of economic growth. Even putting aside uh, markets for now, uh, which I know is is the purpose of of why people listen to us, 
Um, but thinking about the bigger economic picture is really important for, for markets as well. So GDP and recessions are useful concepts, and they're obviously important to investors. Um, but there's a lot more to the economy than GDP. Under the surface, in the real world, uh, do you think the economy is closer to a recession or closer to an expansion? Ooh, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it as an economist would, which mm -hmm. is to say that underneath the surface, the economy is genuinely bifurcated. For those who are in white collar service jobs that have been able to transition to working from home, that's you know usually college educated, middle class or upper middle class people. And of course, for highest earners, the recession's already over. Life isn't maybe back to normal. And so they might be spending on different things than they were before. iPads to keep kids occupied, for example, but they're still working and doing okay. Things are on the mend. But on the other hand, a huge proportion of Americans are still out of work entirely or only partially back to work. And these workers tend to be blue collar folks who need to actually show up to their jobs. Maybe work is still closed or maybe they can't do that work safely in the middle of a global pandemic. And you can see how the overall economic picture becomes really complicated. I think this is a perfect opportunity to transition to a portfolio pause, the segment of the program where we like to share an investment idea. And it sounds like what you're saying is that the economy has a lot of winners and losers from this environment. And just like we've said before, um, that means that the market will likely have winners and losers from this environment. Say more about those winners and losers. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. COVID resilient qualities, the things that help us manage this this different world that we're living in, like working from home. These these are also companies that have stable balance sheets, reliable cash flows, that kind of thing. So they've done really well, despite the many risks to the economic environment and, and despite their reliance on, on consumption. Um, those who didn't necessarily have that same cash on hand, the companies that um, had weaker balance sheets, they're not doing as well. Uh, and that's because their cost of financing is high. It's hot, harder for them to get access to, to credit. Uh, they often rely on mobility or foot traffic. So people actually coming in and visiting their stores. Um, and so for that confluence of reasons, you could you can genuinely see the bifurcation in the market there. Yeah, that's a really good point. And we actually see that in the data as well. Sectors that rely on conditions that happen to be present during COVID. So really low interest rates, a lot of people at home, um, outdoor activities, automobiles, that kind of thing are showing a, a V-shaped recovery. Uh, uh, all right. All right. But then there's all the other indicators and sectors like airlines, leisure, travel, and small companies. They're showing more of an L-shaped recovery, right? Yeah, exactly. And so the key message for investors is that as long as COVID is with us, we'll face a muddled economic data environment and frankly, a low conviction environment for investors as well. Yeah. So an invest anywhere strategy that really has worked quite well since the March lows probably doesn't make sense in, in that environment where we continue to see bifurcation. And I think that this is a good point to say that active management and portfolio resilience strategies that we've discussed a lot in recent weeks probably still make sense uh, as we move forward. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters.
let us know what matters to you. Yeah, if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media. We do use them in these episodes. Yes, please. And you can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. And you can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. Right now, there's a great election piece that you can find there. I highly recommend it. And until then, I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We look forward to hearing from you. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.